You're listening to a brand new episode of the Main Event Talk podcast with your host, the main event player, the super sea kid himself, Furman Torres, the god among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. And this episode is sponsored by my good friends at Rich's Billiards here in Corpus Christi, Texas, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, the legend continues, and also sponsored by my good friends at Emo Night. And also sponsored by the 1911 Tavern in Corpus Christi, Texas. And we begin this brand new episode right now. everybody and welcome to the return of the most electrifying podcast in all of podcasting entertainment i am the main event player the super sick hit himself Furman Torres, coming back at you i'm back i'm here the god among gods the king among kings the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking god's green earth and as you can tell there's been a little bit of a different modification once again to everything that i've been doing on my podcasting so as you can tell it's going to be a little bit different it's going to be a little bit more exciting it's going to get right to the point and everything else like that so oh my god it feels good to be back i swear to god i i have been i've been away for about a month obviously i gotta get into my intro and everything else like that obviously we gotta talk about wrestlemania backlash because that's coming up tomorrow there's about a couple of other things that we got to talk about as well here on the main event talk podcast so <laughs> where 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 do we begin where the, the last time the last episode the main event talk podcast that we did was the three-part wrestlemania aftermath the wrestlemania aftermath that took place we talked about wrestle we talked about nxt stand and deliver we talked about nx uh we talked about the hall of fame we talked about night one and night two of wrestlemania and now here we are, you know, I, I had said that I was going to be away from this place. I was going to be away from podcasting for a while, and here I am. I'm back, and I got to say, uh, once again, I'm having myself a little drink here. No, it's not a, it's not a beer, <laughs> at least not yet anyway, but <laughs> um, it's just good to be back in the podcasting world, ladies and gentlemen. And um, before I get into my little fiasco, 
Obviously, we got to talk about what's going to take place at WrestleMania Backlash because that's going to be taking place tomorrow night. Okay, we're going to be talking about that. And also, we're going to talk about some of the events that have happened around April during the time when I was away. I mean, there was, uh, I believe, well, we, we can't get into all the wrestling that took place in April, but we will talk about some of it, as well as the latest wrestling news going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, we're in May right now, so we're going to be uh, talking a lot about what's going to happen in May, including WrestleMania Backlash. And also, uh, AEW's Double or Nothing to take place in May. I think it's May 23rd, May 24th, I think. I may have to look into that detail and everything else like that. And also, we got to talk about their, their new event called Forbidden Door. And you could tell I'm excited. Really, I'm not. But <laughs> you could tell by that and everything else like that. So, I guess... I guess the big question now remains that I know some people are wondering is, where the fuck have I been? <laughs> how, how come I've not done any podcasts? Um, l- when I last did the episode, I, uh, I wanted to take some time away from the podcast. You know, I wanted to take some time away from you know, everything. You know, I just needed a, a break away from the podcasting, away fr- a, a break away from everything, you know, just kind of... You know, take some time to do some stuff around the house. Take some time to do some stuff away and everything. And I have, you know. I, I and, uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that I've stopped watching wrestling because, as you know, that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. And if you heard right at the beginning of the show, uh, you heard the song uh, from Mercy Drive called Away. Uh, that is a bit of a dedication to Randy Orton because, as you guys know, uh, about a few weeks ago, Randy Orton has celebrated his 20th anniversary of being a part of the company in uh, WWE. Uh, I had followed Randy Orton's career around the time when he first started in 2022 when he was in SmackDown. And then, of course, we followed him when he was a part of Evolution with Triple H and Batista and Ric Flair. And the rest is history. You know where his career has been. And of course, you know, Randy Orton is going to be playing a major role at WrestleMania Backlash when he defends his Raw Tag Team titles alongside with his partner Riddle against the Usos to unify the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Should be tremendous there. Now, I have been chilling out at home. I have been, you know, doing a bunch of things. I've not gone to Rich's Billiards. I know a lot of people have been wondering, have you gone to Rich's Billiards? Have you had a chance to go see Emo Night? Have you had a chance to have a fucking beer? Here's the thing, guys. You want to know what's funny? And I got to get this out of the way. You know what's funny? I have, I've not really drank that that much beer at all. I, I know some people are like, Furman, you're slacking! I'm not really slacking, it's just that, number one, well, I did have kind of a stomach flu last week, you know, yeah, I, I, I had the, I had the, uh, it, it wasn't that bad, it was only for a couple of days and everything, luckily I didn't have to, um, I didn't have to miss any days of work and everything, because, uh, it was last weekend, you know, I was, um, uh, I think it was Friday, I think it was thir- Thursday when it kind of hit, I think it kind of hit it a little bit harder on Friday, the following day. Uh, during work at the time, so I was trying to keep things uh, very cool perspective, you know. And uh, once I got home, I was relaxing, I was sleeping, I was trying to keep my stomach down. Um, 
I had stopped trying to, I had stopped trying to drink Cokes, okay? Now, now I'm not stopping, like, for anybody or anything else like that. It's just that one of those things where when you have the drizzling shits, and that's pretty much what happened. I mean, when you have the drizzling shits, and when you have the run to go to the bathroom and everything else like that, you're going to be shitting. Well, you're not going to be shitting, but you know what I'm talking about, you know? But... Luckily, I relaxed my stomach down a little bit. I had this urge to, um, you know, I, w- I wanted to, you know, drink a little bit of Gatorade, drink a little bit of water, you know, just get myself right back in that in that form again. And then I had this, you know, my stomach f- started feeling a lot better uh, a few days after that. And, you know, I decided, fuck it, I need, to, I need to have me some Campbell's soup. And that's what I was thinking about. I kept thinking of having chicken noodles, you know. That's what I was thinking about. I kept thinking about chicken noodles all the time and and it's one of those things where where you know how you you're craving to have something to eat and everything else like that and sometimes you're craving a hamburger or sometimes you're craving a pizza or any of those things i was craving to have chicken noodles that's it i was craving to eat bananas i like bananas i was eating apples i was eating apples it was pretty cool and listen there's nothing wrong with eating fruit eating you know any sort of any sort of sustenance that will get your stomach in the right in the right position so since then you know i've been uh, feeling a lot better i'm i'm eating back to where i need to do i still eat burgers from time to time and everything and um you know i still um eat the eat the fruits and everything and uh i, I love eating those chicken noodles and everything else like that i get those I get the Progresso, I think that's what it's called, the Progresso ones, or the Chunky, uh, Campbell Chunkies, I think that's what they are. I love having those, okay? I love having those, those are pretty fucking badass. And the thing is, I've not had, I've not had a beer in a long, long time. And you know what else? You wanna, you wanna know what else? I have not had a shot of fucking Fireball or Jaeger Bomb in a long fucking time. Let me tell you something. I'm I'm fucking pissed off right now because <laughs> I haven't had one. Now, uh, I, and I know I know there's some people that are asking, especially over Rich's Billiards. When the fuck am I coming back? Um, good question. I am. I'm hopeful that I'm coming back this week. I'm hopeful to come back today. Or tonight, to be exact, just to kind of, just to kind of get myself right back into that groove. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like it's not one of those things where I choose to stop drinking. You know, it's not one of those things where I choose to stop drinking. It's one of those things where I have to, you know, relax for a bit, chill out, and then when the time is right, I say, "Hey, let's go to fucking." Richard Spears and go drink some fucking beer. Hey, Homestar, wake up. Let's go. Let's go drink some beer right now. Let's go. Let's go take a couple of shots at Jaeger, man. I tell you, I have not, I, I have not, I honestly have not had a, a shot at Jaeger or Fireball in a long, long time, you know? And it's one of those things where I have to get back in the groove of things again. I mean, it, it's not, I know some people are like, oh my God, for me, you really got to stop having stuff like that. No, you got to. I mean, look, listen, look. People that decide to stop drinking are the ones that don't want to go overboard with their stuff, right? And don't want to do something stupid that they'll regret the next day. Me, it's like, it's not like I stopped. It's just that, you know, I'm on temporary hold, you know? 
And I just want to get right back into the groove of things. You know what I'm saying? You know? So I'm hopeful to come back to Theo sometime this week and, you know, get myself right back in order. And plus, plus, and this is also a big plus for me as well. Uh, my brother just, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, he went back to uh, Kiko's. He started working again, so now I don't have to worry about taking care of the bills by myself <laughs> anymore. So now I'll be able to keep things right back in order where it needs to be at and everything, so I'm good with that. So that means I'm going to probably, you know, keep things straight. Oh, and plus also, and just kind of let everybody know about this because there's also something that I did. Uh, I've had a lot of people been listening to my episodes in the past few weeks uh, while I was away. And um, I do have, and, I, and I'll let, let everybody in on this little secret here. Uh, I do get paid listening to this episode. Yeah, I do, I do get paid. Because, and it's not a whole lot of money. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking like thousands of dollars a week or something like that. It depends on the, the, the listening. There's, there's this little deal where, I think it was about a year ago, where uh, I, I, I put together something on, on the Anchor app where I get people to listen to the episodes, and every time when they listen to it more than once, like say if you get like uh, 10 different plays, uh, I, I, I can't really give you guys a figure of how much it actually is. But let's just say if I get somewhere close to $10, if I get close to $10, I cash out. Just like that. I mean, I, and that's a cool thing. You know, I cash out and it goes right directly to my to my cash app and everything. So that works out perfectly. You know, I'll be able to you know have a little money on the side and everything. Or sometimes a little bit more depending, you know. Just a little bit. I I have to cash out at exactly the amount of ten dollars. But if I go further than ten dollars, that's fine. That that works out even better. So I like that. It's pretty cool. You know, been thinking that for a while. So um, so besides being home and besides being sick and besides doing all that stuff, I uh I've kept up with some of the stuff that's been going on. Um, let oh oh and by the way by the way let me go ahead and get this part this. And I think I said this on Facebook, and I gotta, I gotta get this out of the way. I gotta get this out of the way. Now, here's the thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll spare, I'll spare the trouble right now. Okay, I mentioned this about a couple of weeks back, right? Where I said, and I quote, "I'm not interested in being in a relationship. I really am not." Okay, now. There will come a time and a point when some woman will come in and try to change my life. Good luck with that. Um, I'm not interested in getting myself involved with any woman at this point in time right now. Even if I were interested, my job right now, now more than ever, is to not even try to concern myself with this woman at all. Zero. Even if she looks as hot as she can be, I'm not going to concern myself. If you get my attention, okay, fine. But you have to be the one to grab me, okay? And I don't mean grab me as in grab me by the shirt, all right? Or grab me by the nuts. Or grab me by this huge thing you call a dick. I'm talking grab me, okay? Get me, you know, kind of like that. Cause it, because the thing is, you know what I'm so sick and tired of? You know what I'm so sick of? And I see this on Facebook Every fucking time. Where the... F I, how in... L listen, listen. 
This is to all the single morons out there. All of you. Every single one of you. Because, look, you come at me, or you come at a lot of people with this, I'm so glad that I'm single. It feels good to be single. I'd rather be single than be in the wrong relationship. I wish I had somebody. Listen, I don't want to know that you're single, okay? I don't want to know that you're available. I don't want to know about any of those things, okay? I do not. You know what that's called? It's called desperation. That's what it is. It's desperation. Here's the thing. Do you see me going on Facebook and telling everybody, hey, I'm single. You can take me. My number is 299 and blah, 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 And every... Do you really expect me to do something that stupid just so I can attract a bunch of stupid people I've never met before? Come on, man. I mean, look, listen, listen, listen. Look, we're all grown adults here, aren't we? Well, some of us anyway. We all have to understand that, I, you know, some of us, I'm, I'm a single guy, okay? Now, I'm admitting that here on my podcast, but I'm not going to go ahead and just, you know, be all desperate and say, I'm on the dating service, or I'm going to go on the dating channel, or dating circuit, or I'm going to ch- do a date chat, or all this. It's like, come on, no, don't do that. Just focus on, focus on yourself, all right? Do what you need to do for yourself. Go make money. Go make a house. Go make a go go make anything you want. All right, make a window break or something like that. I don't know, but don't come on Facebook telling the world that you're single, and that you're happy that you're single, or that you wish you had somebody. Look, we've heard the story nine hundred and fifty times. Listen, I'm not the most handsomest guy in the world. I mean, I'm the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth, but I am never. Never, under any circumstances, am I going to go on my Facebook, on my Twitter, on my Instagram, and say stuff like, I'm single, come get me. I'm single, I'm horny, come get me right now, okay? No, it's not going to happen. I mean, if I say something like that, it'll be out of silliness, okay? But, you know, (coughs) how many times, how many times have we seen this shit? Do you go on your Facebook and you ever notice that there's this one guy that, that goes on your Facebook and you see your timeline and you always see the words, at least I'm better off single or I, I, I'm glad that I'm single for a reason. You know, I mean, I, I'll make a comment about that, but I'm not going to often do it like almost every fucking day or every single week. I mean, if I post something, I'm going to post something like, you know, give you the latest episode of the Maven Tongue podcast. Or let you know what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Or post hot pics of hot chicks. That's what it is. Oh, and also another thing. And I've seen this around one of my cousins. And I realized, oh. And I gotta, I gotta mention this. So, supposedly I have a cousin who is involved. Who, well, who was involved in a relationship with someone. And I I can't reveal my cousin's name. Don't feel like revealing my cousin's name. Was involved with somebody and let's just say that they were together one month 
And then all of a sudden, they're no longer together. Wow. And my, my first thought was, okay, it must have been bad. Okay? Either the sex was bad, or something about this person was bad, or it just ended up bad altogether. Okay? Now, if it's a fr- now it's a friend of mine and my own cousin, okay? And my first thought was to my friend, run. Leave. Get the hell away. Run out the fucking door. And to my cousin, you should have known better. Now you're fucked up. Now you're going to have to be taken to the woodshed, fucker. And it, and it's like, you know, I I <laughs> I don't want to be the one to say that I'm right all along. But then again, it's like I, I, I predict something. It'll come true. Most women will call me a liar. And then one, once it comes right before your eyes, it's it. It's over. It's done. What can you do? You know? So, it, it, so it's like just kind of keep the story going here. To all the guys, to all the friends of mine that you know, continue to complain about the fact that they're single and everything else like that. Look, listen, don't complain about it. Look, just, just be patient. All right. Be cool. Be right. You got time, but don't, don't act like time is over. Okay. Don't act like your life's about to go over a barrel. Okay. Don't act like you're about to commit suicide at the Harbor Bridge. And then we see you over at channel three say, Oh my God, he was a good man. He died too soon. He was only 40 years old. <laughs> thing, thing is, guys, just look. If you want to be involved in a relationship with somebody, look. Be smooth. Be cool. Be right. Ladies, to all you ladies out there who are single, I'm not saying come and in, 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 inbox me and give me your phone number and everything else like that. No, don't do that. Don't even think about it, because I am not responding back on Messenger. No! And that's also another thing, but I'll talk about that part in, later on. Um, <clears throat> just, just don't be so depressed, you know? Don't, don't, feel like, don't feel like it's the end of the world. You know, just, just stick with your guns, you know? Continue moving on with your lives, and then maybe, maybe one day the right guy will come along. You know, I, I have always felt like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the right woman's going to come along for me. I'm just going to wait, wait patiently, chill out, relax. If some woman comes along and becomes the one for me, okay, she becomes the one for me. And not, boom, we move on, we don't cry about it. I go home, I chill out, I relax, I watch Monday Night Raw. That's how it goes! That's how it goes for me. For you, it's it's however you want it to be. But please, stop with this. I love being single. It's great to be single. I wish I had somebody. I get a dog, all right? That's all you have to do. Get a dog, get a cat, get a parrot, all right? Those are your best companions. At least they will never leave you behind. Unless you're a bird that flies away. Or if you're a cat that runs or a dog that runs. Either way possible, you'll be fine. (laughs) 
That's love advice for me from the main event talk. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, as you can tell, we've, I've had a, a lot to talk about there. <laughs> but that's cool. But anyways, uh, let's um, put everything behind and we'll get right into the wrestling action. When the main event returns, we are going to talk about some of the latest info that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. We'll also talk about some of the things that have been happening during April and everything. And talk about some of the events that happened, including Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. Because that took place and we had a new champion. Had a a couple of other things that happened, including uh, the Inspiration... Uh, supposedly they're retiring, and I say retiring, and you know we don't know if they're retiring from wrestling, but no doubt they'll probably come back soon, but we'll see what happens on this episode. And we'll also talk about WrestleMania Backlash. We'll talk about all the matches, including all the rematches from WrestleMania, including Cody Rhodes taking on Seth Rollins. Beyond, uh, what other matches am I talking about? Oh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. For the SmackDown Women's Championship in an I Quit match. And I believe there's another... Is there another rematch at WrestleMania Backlash? Eh, well, anyways. We're going to talk about WrestleMania Backlash later on on this episode when the main event talk returns. And we return with some more music right here.
Hey, what's going on, Fermentors here? You know, I've always talked about my favorite place in all of Corpus Christi, Rich's Billiards, located over at 1515 Weber, over on Weber and Holly. Now, I know some people have been asking me for the past hmm, several years, why do I talk about this place every single time on my Main Event Talk podcast? Well, good question. You see, Rich's Billiards has been around for over 20 years, and I've been coming to that place for around 20 years. And ever since then, I have been there to shoot pool, to drink beer, to associate myself with some of the coolest people ever, and on occasions to go ahead and mess around with the jukebox from time to time. But not only that, they also have some great live events from some awesome bands that have played over there, including the likes of the Periwinkle Massacre, Shattered Sun, Shy361, and so much more. Not just the local acts here in Corpus Christi, Texas, but also some of the acts from all over the world. Several bands have played over there, including Edema, including Taproot, including Saliva, and a couple of others just to name. So, if you're in the Corpus Christi area, and if you want to have a place to eat, drink, socialize, have yourself a good time, Rich's Billiards is definitely the place for you. You can also show up over there, not just to shoot pool, not just to have yourself a good time, but go ahead and check out some of their UFC fights that take place on Saturday nights. Also, they do boxing, they do football, they do basketball, they do hockey. Hell, they even do professional wrestling. And it's most of the time when the main event walks over there. So, if you guys got nothing to do on any night, whether it's a Friday night, Saturday night, Monday night, Wednesday night, head over to Rich's Billiards and shoot some whole drinks and beer have yourself a good time and try out their food try out the burgers try out the wings try out the fries try out the pizza i guarantee you you'll never want to go to any other place other than richard's billiards here in corpus christi texas 5815 weber and as i always say not your average heroes the legend continues and this episode and this is a sponsored by the Main Event Talk Podcast. I'm the Main Event Player, the Super C, and I approve this message. Okay, so I wanted to go ahead and get into some wrestling news right now. Uh, well, we're going to get into wrestling news in a moment, but before we talk about that, uh, there was a lot of things that have happened right around April and everything. I know that the Main Event's been a long, long, long vacation, and I wanted to get right back on the groove here, so, you know... Uh, I hope you liked that little advertisement that I just did for Rich's Billiards right there. I decided that I was going to go ahead and just, you know, put something together for my main event talk podcast. So if you hear any constant commercials about Rich's Billiards, me adding on to Rich's Billiards and everything else like that, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the way I want to do it and everything. Of course, we got some stuff we got to talk about in regards to Rich's Billiards and everything later on on this episode of the main event talk podcast. Okay, let's get right into uh, some of the stuff that's been happening in the world of professional wrestling, not just AEW, but the uh, not just AEW, not just WWE, but also Impact Wrestling. Now, they recently had an event that took place. I believe it was on April twenty third. I was supposed to have done this, but when I made the announcement that I was going to be taking some time off away from everything, well. You know, I didn't have time to talk about this, so we're going to go ahead and get right into the results of Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. Uh, several matches that have taken place um, on Saturday, April 23rd. I believe I was watching a boxing event at that time. I think that's what took place. It could be wrong. Now, here are some of the matches that have taken place over there. 
Uh, let's see. Singles match. Kenny King defeated Crazy Steve via pinfall. Eddie Edwards defeated Chris Bay via pinfall. Singles match up right there. Tag team match. The Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. The influence of Madison Rain and Tania Dashwood defeated the team of the inspiration. Cassidy Lee and Jesse McKay, which, um, as you probably have heard from the beginning of this announcement here, uh, there has been uh, some word about retirement for the inspiration. So here's my thought on this. Number one, uh, the retirement will last about six to about a year. Six months to about a year. Because here's the thing. To me, the inspiration have just got there. Okay? Well, how long ago were they in Impact Wrestling? Since Bound for Glory. They win Tag Team Gold. They lose Tag Team Gold. They can't get any Tag Team Gold. And they decide to retire? I got news for you. You're not going to retire. I don't give a rat's ass what anyone says. The inspiration will not retire. They will say they retire. They will post it on Facebook. They will post it on Instagram. They will post it on Twitter. But you can never leave the wrestling business under any circumstances. I don't give a damn if you say, quote unquote, I retired. No, you didn't. I tried to leave the wrestling business a long time ago. Look what the fuck happened to me. Okay, let's keep going with some more matches. Uh, Steve uh, Steve Macklin defeated Chris Sabin and Jay White? Really? Defeated <laughs> a pinfall. This was a three-way match, I believe. Jay White? Really? Jay White? The le- wow. I really didn't see this match. Uh, Taya Valkyrie made her return and defeated Deanna Perrazzo. For the AAA Rena del Reigns Championship, basically the Triple H Women's Promote uh, Championship. So good to see Ty Valkyrie. Uh, three-way match for the Impact X Division Championship. Austin Ace Austin defeated Trey Miguel and Mike Bailey via pinfall. Singles match right here is uh, to. Tamahashu Shishishi. Let me pronounce this one more time. Tomohiro Ishii. Tomohiro Ishii. Defeated Jonah via pinfall. Eight team elimination challenge for the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. Violence by Design, Eric Young and Joe Doring defeated one by last elimination Heath and Rhino. Yeah. Singles match for the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship. Tasha Steeles defeated uh, Tasha Steeles defeated Rosemary with Havoc in her corner. And of course, and this is the matchup that I didn't get a chance to see, but I heard some stuff about it, and I'm glad, and it was meant to be. Ladies and gentlemen, for the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, the we have a new Impact Wrestling World Champion. His name is Josh Alexander, the walking weapon, defeated Moose for the championship. And finally, he walks away a two-time Impact Wrestling World Champion, and no doubt he's got some big things happening 
for him coming in the next few weeks. I believe there's going to be another event coming up. Uh, Slammiversary is going to be coming real, real soon on June. So the main event is going to be looking forward to checking that out and everything else like that. So those are all your matches that took place over at Rebellion and everything else like that. Now, uh, since we're in the wrestling uh, festivities right there and since we've talked about Impact Wrestling, let's talk a little bit more about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, let's look into some stuff here. Um, you know, so I've been, um, you know, as uh, I've still been, you know, keeping up with what's going on in, in professional wrestling and everything else like that. We know that there's been a lot of stuff happening uh, in AEW, in Impact Wrestling, and in the WWE, of course. Let's see here. Uh, there is some stuff happening in regards to the National Wrestling Alliance. I believe there's some stuff going on over there. Uh, they're still doing NWA Power. I believe they have a Power Surge 2 coming. I believe it's this month and everything. I know, I think Impact Wrestling, I think Impact Wrestling is supposed to have an event coming up in May. But let me check to be sure, just to get this out of the way. Let's see. Impact Wrestling, okay. <sighs> Let's see. Impact Wrestling Under Siege. I believe that's happening, um, is that today? Or is that tomorrow? I think that's this week. We're in May, right? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Under Siege 2002. Uh, looks, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, it's supposed to take place, uh, wow, May 7th. Uh, that's actually today, believe it or not. Let me look into this real quick. Because there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening uh, today as this episode's being released. Because we're, we're talking about WrestleMania Backlash. That's going to take place uh, tomorrow, which we're going to take place. That's going to happen on Mother's Day and on Adam's birthday, by the way. But today we've got UFC happening. We've got the Canelo fight that's going to take place here. We'll talk about that in just a moment here. But uh, let's see. Under Siege going to take place Saturday, May 7th. And some of the matches, uh, let's see here. As a matter of fact, we got, we got eight matches announced here. Uh, let's see a singles match here. Looks like a single women's match here. Um, and if I'm pronouncing this wrong, I apologize. Gissel Shaw versus Madison Rain with Tanya Dashwood in her corner. Josh Alexander going up against Tuma Tomohiro Ishishi. Okay? I, I hate pronouncing these Japanese names. I have nothing against Japanese. Okay, stop it. There you go. All right. Singles match for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Also, Tag Team Championship is on the line. Violence by Design, Eric Young, and Diener, and Joe Doring. Uh, is it a six-man tag? Oh, no, it's a tag team match. I'm sorry. They're going to take on the Briscoes of Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, the former Ring of Honor I believe, what, they're seven, eight-time world tag team champions. They've held championships all over the world. And I believe they, uh, I believe the Briscoes had made their Impact Wrestling debut uh, about a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact. Um, very, very interesting. I think it was right after Rebellion, if I remember me correctly here. Singles match for the AO. Uh, we talked about this earlier. For the AAA Women's Championship, uh, Ty Valkyrie. Defending against the former champion, Deanna Perrazzo. 
10-man tag team matchup right here. Members of the Bullet Club, Jay White, Chris Bay, Doc Gallows, El Fantasmo, and Carl Anderson to take on Honor No More in Eddie Edwards, Kenny King, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Vincent. Interesting there. Singles match for the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship. Tasha Steeles to defend her championship against Havoc. Singles matchup right here. Chris Sabin going one-on-one -on -one against Steve McLean or Steve Malik or Steve McLeak. Whatever the fuck his name is. And, of course, we got a singles match here. Michael Bay. Michael Bailey. I'm sorry. Going one-on-one -on -one against one half of the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley. That's all going to take place over at the Under Siege pay-per-view, which is going to take place tonight. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to check out that event. But the main event will give you the results next week on the Main Event Talk podcast on Impact Wrestling's Under Siege. Check it out live as it happens on pay-per-view. Yeah. Check it out. See how it goes. Okay. Now, let's get some more wrestling here. Uh, talking about this, if you will. Now we mentioned we mentioned this at the very top of the program. We talked about um, we talked about stuff that's going to take place with AEW. Now AEW is going to be having an event soon. As a matter of fact, it's going to be happening uh, right around May, May 29th to be exact. And it's going to be AEW's. Uh, let me see if we can put this on the screen right here. Double or Nothing 2002. Of course, it's going to take place over. In Las Vegas, Nevada, it's going to take place on Sunday, May 29th. Now, the good thing is it's going to be on Memorial Day weekend, so the main event is definitely going to be checking out that event. And I'm going to also have my good friend Roman to come along with me to check out Double or Nothing. Going to be drinking some beers and taking some shots and having some barbecue while all this is going on on Memorial Day weekend. Now, the, the featured matchup for this one, as a matter of fact, there's a couple of matches over here. Uh, we know that there's going to be a men's uh, men's Owen Hart Cup tournament final. That's going to take place at Double or Nothing. A women's Owen Hart Cup tournament final. That's going to take place as well. And the featured matchup, this was announced just last week. And it is going to happen. And I can't wait to check it out for the AEW World Championship. Hangman Adam Page to defend the AEW World Championship against the best wrestler in the world, CM Punk. Now, I know some people are going to be asking me questions. Does he deserve this opportunity at the championship? Does CM Punk want to walk away with the World Championship? I mean, what what is it going to happen? How is this going to work? And, you know, I don't know. This is going to be extremely interesting. Now, this is the first of many matches that are going to take place at AEW, AEW's Double or Nothing. Now, I'm not going to announce any future matches, but there are certain matches that you can tell may happen at Double or Nothing. One, one match in particular that you could definitely count, count your blessings on will definitely be the match between Warlow and MJF. That could take place... That could take place at uh, Double or Nothing. That could that could possibly take place. The TNT Championship may also be defended. The tag team titles will possibly be defended. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening at Double or Nothing over in Las Vegas, Nevada. So we're all going to be prepared for that one on Memorial Day week. I'm going to be off on, on Monday, so that means I'll be able to check out the pay-per-view and get drunk in the process while all this is taking place. So 
Main event is going to be looking forward to checking out and check out AEW's Double or Nothing to take place live Sunday, May 29th. Only on pay-per-view. It's also a friend of mine's birthday at that time, so we'll be talking about that. And I think that's all the latest news going on here in the world of professional wrestling right now. We've uh, we've talked about Rebellion. We talked about the uh, uh, pay-per-view that's going to take place uh, later on tonight under siege from Impact Wrestling. And then, of course, oh, and also, and also, also, I forgot. I forgot to get this part out of the way. We'll talk about this next one. When it comes in the next few weeks, I'm talking about the inner promotion between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And what's the new event called? Uh, let's see if we can uh, bring it up on the screen here, if you don't mind. We talked about this, and this should be incredible to check out. I know you guys have heard about the announcement, and I've heard about this announcement too. But I want to go ahead and just get this out of the way right here, right now. And let's see if we got it. Here we go. AEW's for AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Forbidden Door, which is actually a strip club over in Las Vegas, Nevada. But we'll talk about that later on when we have the opportunity. This is interesting. The Forbidden Door that's going to take place on June 26th is going to take place on a Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how all this is going to turn out. It's going to be members of New Japan Pro Wrestling taking on members of AEW's roster, members of the Bullet Club to take on the Elite. We'll see a bunch of supposed dream matches that some of us want to see and everything else like that. I have a couple of matches in mind that I'd like to see that may take place at the Forbidden Door event. But we will talk about that in the next couple of weeks to the next month to check out AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Presents Forbidden Door live Sunday, June 26th, live over at the United Center over in Chicago. Tickets are on sale for that. I believe the tickets are on sale uh, now as we speak and everything. So, yeah, should be interesting there. Can't wait. Can't wait to check it out. And in the next couple of weeks to come, guys, we're going to be talking a lot about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Now that the main event is back on his podcasting post where he belongs, I will continue to do the stuff that I keep doing and everything else like that. You know how this rolls. You know how this goes and everything else like that. Okay, guys, so with the main event talk with turns, we got some more music coming up right over here, and we are going to talk about WWE's WrestleMania Backlash. We're going to talk about that as we go along. And also, we got some of the latest wrestling news and some of the news that you probably have already heard about. But if you haven't, the Main Event Talk podcast will give it to you right here. And plus, we'll also talk about some events that are going to take place over at Rich's Billiards in the next couple of days. And the Main Event may possibly make a return to Rich's Billiards. And for the love of God, I need to come back really, really bad to Rich's Billiards. When the main event talk returns. Now, just before the releases even took place, Sean Rossap of Fightful.com tweeted, NXT releases are coming. And the first name that was announced to have been released was Malcolm Bivens. Now, Bivens has been in a managerial role in the Diamond Mine for some time now, and his release comes as quite a huge surprise. Bivens was extremely popular with fans, and he appeared to have a close connection with the other superstars in the locker room. Sean Rossap offered some insight into why Bivens had been released. He tweeted, Fightful has learned that Malcolm Bivens has been released by WWE. The company had asked him to re-sign in February, and he made it clear that he didn't want to do so. 
So at least we can't even blame WWE on this side as it looks like the decision was mainly down to Bivens wanting to part ways with the company. According to Fightful Select, Bivens only re-signed his last WWE contract when he was promised television time. This was when WWE created the Diamond Mine, but this has done very little to satisfy him and he's made it abundantly clear that he would not be convinced into re-signing this time around. Now it was said that the team behind WWE's digital content were in favour of giving Bivens more television time. He has a humorous yet engaging social media presence, but this side of Bivens doesn't truly come across on television. Now it's understandable why Bivens has been frustrated, as he has so much to offer but his television time is kept extremely limited. And then again half of the talent behind the scenes would always love some more television time. But Bivens has a bright future ahead of him and someone of his stature would be a great fit in AEW or even Impact Wrestling. Now to be honest, without a doubt, the most shocking name to be released today was Dakota Kai. Dakota was one of the top female stars in NXT and fans had assumed that she was destined for the main roster. She even took part in a number of main roster dark matches where she actually managed to defeat Aaliyah and Cora Jade but she also got defeated by the likes of Exia Lee and Amari Miller. With those losses, it was clear that they did very little to impress WWE higher-ups. Dakota had an extremely successful run in NXT as she was one half of the inaugural NXT Women's Tag Team Champions alongside Raquel Gonzalez, who's actually now made it to the main roster and was consistently featured on television in meaningful storylines. Her departure is going to hit NXT hard and fans of Dakota have taken to social media to question WWE's decision making and ask what the hell WWE were thinking in releasing one of the most promising stars. Shayna Baszler took to Twitter and said, Dakota Kai is far and away one of the best wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with and the gap is large. Now watch it grow. Beth Phoenix even commented on Twitter saying Dakota Kai is a leader and an outstanding talent, one of my favourite women wrestlers and a lovely human being. Shazza McKenzie even tweeted, imagine not having anything for Dakota Kai. Baffling. Yeah, it is baffling. Now according to an exclusive report by Fightful Select, Dakota was said to have seen the release coming and she had no plans to renew her WWE contract once it expired. This is an interesting revelation from Fightful, as it's clear that Dakota saw the writing on the wall and was clearly dissatisfied with how she was being booked on NXT. Interestingly, she won the NXT Women's title with Raquel once again just a few weeks ago, so it appears as if WWE were trying to appease her, but this had little to no effect. Was Dakota's aim to be called up to the main roster? After all, that is where the big money is and she couldn't stay in NXT forever. Now more details will likely come out in relation to her situation and what actually led to her having no plans to re-sign a new WWE contract. Now there will naturally be a ton of interest from various companies in signing Dakota as fans have already began to suggest on social media that Tony Khan signs Dakota to a deal and this would be a smart move on behalf of the AEW president. Dakota would be a great fit in the AEW women's division and someone with her skill set could really elevate the division to new heights. Now it's important to note that all the released talent from today have a 30 day non-compete clause so in theory Dakota could be on AEW programming by the end of May. Another big name was Dexter Loomis. Loomis' storyline with Indy Hartwell on NXT was definitely well received and did huge numbers for WWE on social media and YouTube. It appears as if Loomis was in the shuffle after the storyline began to fizzle out, fans quickly lost interest in him. That's kind of a pity that WWE didn't go back to the drawing board with him and come up with a new and exciting storyline for him. 
It seems like such a shame to release someone who did exceptionally well with such an unorthodox romantic storyline with Indy Hartwell and just suddenly release him. Now before he stepped foot in NXT, he had an infamous run in TNA as Samuel Shaw, so it's certainly possible that Loomis will find his way back to his former promotion. Another big name includes the likes of Harland. Harland was featured on NXT television alongside Joe Gacy, but clearly WWE didn't see, didn't see too much equity in keeping him on the roster. Now, at one stage, Harlem was compared to a young Brock Lesnar due to their similarities in appearance. But once the WWE decided to have Harlem shave his head, these comparisons quickly went away. Still, his booking was strong, much like Lesnar back in the day. But the report from Fightful Select added that WWE officials were unimpressed with how little Harlem had progressed in the ring and therefore decided to release him from his contract. A number of other talents have been released today that never even made their television debuts. These include Paige Principali, Vish Kanya, Draco Anthony, Raylan Devine, Sanjana George, and Mila Milani. The final name released today though was Persia Perota, who signed with WWE just last year and notably had a small storyline with Indy Hartwell on NXT TV. Now, according to Fightful Select, all of these releases mainly come down to budget cuts. Nevertheless, the report adds that most of the release stars seem in good spirits. Fightful Select also reports that they've spoken to an NXT official who has cited frustration coming from their releases. It is said that the staff at NXT received no prior notice of the releases happening, and consequently, this has created problems in the creative department. A number of release stars were penciled in for current and future storylines, and this has now meant that the NXT creative team have to amend any plans they had to include the release stars on television. Seriously, the guy who's probably creating the roster for WWE 2K23 is probably pulling his hair out right now. The WWE has a habit of making mass budget cuts around this time of the year, normally just after WrestleMania, as they did so with WrestleMania 36 and 37. Just last year, WWE released notable stars such as Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, and this was, clear, and this was a clear sign to fans and fellow WWE stars that nobody is safe from getting released. Our releases are always bad for the locker room morale, especially when WWE is releasing talents such as Dakota Kai and Malcolm Bivens. WWE released more superstars than ever in 2021, and there were numerous reports that the locker room morale dipped whenever a new batch of releases hit. And the morale of the locker room impacts everything, from how WWE superstars perform in the ring, to how they promote the product in interviews with media outlets. WWE have to be extremely careful in executing budget cuts around this time of year, as a miserable talent roster could be insanely damaging to their own product. Now, there is no news on whether WWE plans to make any cuts to talent on the main roster, but if they do, we will certainly keep you posted. Come on!
Okay, so as you had a chance to hear earlier, I did a, uh, a little bit of a small emblem commercial for Richard's Billiards on this podcast, and I wanted to go ahead and uh, um, we'll sort of do a follow-up on it a little bit here, but also do something here that um, uh, do something here that I haven't done in a while, and that's talk about some of the events that are going to take place over at Richard's Billiards. One event that's going to take place over at Richard's Billiards, uh, actually... We'll talk about the event in a minute. Uh, we know that um, we know that there's going to be some boxing that's going to be taking place later on tonight, and also some UFC that will also take place later on tonight. Do not know if Richards Billiards will have both events in any way possible. 
or if they're just going to have the UFC or if they're just going to have the boxing overall. Now, I know that the main event is going to be watching the boxing over here at the house, and no doubt I'll probably be watching some of the uh, UFC that will take place as well later on tonight. But just in case, if you guys are interested, if you guys got n nothing to do on a Saturday night on May, then all you got to do is head over to Rich's Billiards and go check out the boxing event uh, that will take place over there. Um, they may have the UFC. They may have the boxing. I'm not sure. I don't have all the information on me at this point in time right now. But uh, go ahead and head over to Rich's Billiards and check it out for yourself. See what's going to happen. Now, we have, uh, it's been a while since I've had an opportunity to say anything about what's been going on here with Rich's Billiards, especially when it comes to Emo Night. Yes, Emo Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Emo Knight is returning to Rich's Billiards. And no doubt, uh, if I choose to make my return to Rich's Billiards, it would be appropriate that if I would return on Saturday, May 21st, right at Rich's Billiards, it's going to be Emo Knight in Corpus Christi, Texas, featuring Craig Owens of um, uh, Kato's and drugs. I think I, I think I remember who this guy is. I, I know um uh Chu um Chai Dos. I think the Chi Cheetos. I think that's who it is. I know who this uh this guy is and uh the words D R U G S drugs. One year anniversary and I believe it's uh the one year anniversary for Rich's billiards and everything else like that. So um just to go ahead and get this out of the way, Emo Night featuring Craig Owens. Um, and also, let's see, of Destroy and Rebuild. Oh, okay. Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. Okay, one year anniversary show. Saturday, May 21st, Richard's Village, 5850 Weber, Corpus Christi, Texas. Cheers, X Tears, 21 plus and upper. Welcome, proper ID. $10. I believe. Wait, actually, wait a minute. Um,. I believe, whoo, the price went up. <laughs> why? Why'd you raise the price up for, oh, oh never mind. I, I see why. Anyways, it's ten. It's going to be $15 for the event. Uh, 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. as usual. So it wouldn't surprise me if the main event goes ahead and decides to show up and heads over there and see this show in person. I think they've been here in Corpus. I think he's been here in Corpus before. As a matter of fact, if memory serves me correctly, I think he was at the House of Rock uh, 2007, if memory serves me correctly. And I think he's also appeared over here in Texas as well. So that's going to take place over Emo Night over at Rich's Billiards. Uh, get a chance, get an opportunity to head over there as early as you can. Show starts around 9 p.m. and ends around 2 a.m. $15, 15, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 21 and up are welcome with proper ID. Be sure you show your ID to Headbanger Incorporated's head of security. Adan Pena, the A-Train, if you will. And everything else like that. Uh, and I think uh, I think those are all the events that are going to take place at Rich's Billiards. I know there was, uh, there was one event that took place about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was the one for um, Sunday, I think. I think it was April 9th, I think. That's when it took place. Yeah. 
I think that was for, for the event. But anyways, uh, no doubt there's going to be more events taking place at Rich's Billiards. Get there as early as you can. 15-15 Weber, not your average heroes. The legend continues and also sponsored by my good friends at Emo Night here in Corpus Christi, Texas. Main event, cannot wait for that. Now also, and just to go ahead and get this out of the way because uh, I mentioned at the very top of the program that I mentioned the 1911 Tavern. Now, we know that the 1911 Tavern is temporarily closed, but just to kind of give give you guys an idea of what's going on here, let me see if we can find it right here, right now. Because this was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago that the place is temporarily closed and everything. As a matter of fact, uh, let's see if we could see. It doesn't appear... Like there's any sort of post or anything. Yeah, it shows um, uh, this took place about uh, a week ago, as a matter of fact. It says, uh, this is on the 1911, um, the 1911 Tavern on their Facebook page. It says here, due to un unforeseen circumstances, we are temporarily... Closing our doors, thank you for your patience. Now, now I'm not sure exactly what the the circumstances are. Uh, I have not been given any details as far as what's going on. But uh, just, just to kind of reiterate and to kind of give you my opinion on this whole situation here. Now, I don't have a problem with the place. I've never been there uh, before, uh, no doubt, uh, sometime in the near future, the main event will definitely like to go over there and check out the place as uh, soon as he can. But the thing is, and I want to go ahead and bring this up right here, right now, and just to get this out of the way, because I, I, I don't have all the details. I really don't. I don't know what's, uh, what's going on and why the place has been shut down. Maybe it's because, uh, rents do maybe, Maybe it's at a bad location, or maybe you know it's just not living up to the hype like it, it was supposed to. Now, Richard has owned uh, Richard has owned Richard's Billiards for quite a while. He's owned Jameson's Bar before, and then it transformed from Jameson's to Bone Shakers, which I I have always felt I have always felt that Bone Shakers should have still remained Bone Shakers, as far as I'm concerned. That was a happening place, and I'm, that's my opinion, that's my thought on it, Bone Shakers. I thought that place was a shit. I thought it was awesome. Uh, it was a, a, a place where it takes you back. I think that's what I used to say a long time ago. And it, it, it's a place that I dig so much. Now, why Richard couldn't continue the place, I don't know. I think it has something to do with a lot of people complaining and getting upset about it, which is it's nothing new and it's nothing um, nothing that I've never heard of before in any way possible. Now, the nineteen eleven tavern is in a very bad location. Now, I can I can vouch for that because I've been to that part of the area before. It used to be known as Pleasures years and years and years and years ago. Now. I will admit that uh, I, I'm, I was very happy for Richard when he opened the 9-11 Tavern over in that location. But uh, a lot of questions came to mind. A, a lot of things, a lot of unforeseen circumstances that I'm kind of wondering myself why the place didn't live up to the hype. Let me explain why. It is a jazz and blues place, which is, which is great, which is awesome, which is... 
it's perfect for everything that it is. If it was located downtown. Now, now I'm, I'm admitting this right here, right now. If this place was open in any place other than where they're at right now, downtown would have been the perfect place for the 1911 Tavern to be that. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's just my opinion. Now, in the location that it's at right now, and I'll say this because I can, it's a very bad location. I've been around that location. A lot of bad stuff has happened in that location, and I know a lot of other people can agree upon that when I say that. Now, I'm not saying that Richard, Richard should shut his doors down completely and never reopen this place ever again. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is Richard does need to consider a few options. Now, if he continues to open this place up in the same location, then that's fine. But if he gets the same results he's been getting for the past couple of weeks, it may not survive. It may not survive. I don't, I don't have all the bar experience in the world. I don't. But I do have an understanding of the location of the area and what needs to happen. And what needs to happen is if the 1911 Tavern were to move somewhere downtown, it would be a better environment. It would be a better place. And a lot of other people would be interested in coming to that place too. Now, if it was over in, say, Staples... Probably further, uh, maybe closer to Richard's Billiards in that particular area, that would work too. The The whole idea right now is, I'm not sure what the representation of the 1911 Tavern is supposed to be. Maybe Richard can give me an idea of, you know, what it should be, how it should be, how it should work and everything. Because, you know, the place, I mean, obviously I've, I've seen the place when you see it live on Facebook. It looks good. It looks real good. I like how the place looks, but it's it's a matter of location. It's a matter of um, of what may happen. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know the situation behind it. the The only thing that I could give, the only advice I could give to Richard's Billiards is this: to Richard, is this. You can do whatever you want to the nineteen eleven tavern. It's your bar. It's your place. I I don't have any say so in the matter. All I can do is hand you advice, give you an idea, give you something to think about. You know, in the long run, you continue to open this place up in the same spot, okay. But if you get the same results that you've been getting for the past couple of weeks, you're not going to survive. You may have to move the nineteen eleven tavern somewhere else, or and this is an option, unfortunately, that you've done with Bone Shakers. And I hate to see the 1911 Tavern go down in this particular situation. You may have to shut it down. That's, that's just me talking. But it's up to Richard and it's also up to Adam as well. Because he's also, uh, he's also a, uh, a quick uh, part in this whole deal with the 1911 Tavern. So, once again, to, to Richard and to Adam. And uh, you know, I wish you guys nothing but success and... Hopefully we get the 1911 Tavern open as soon as possible, and hopefully things get better. So, um, you know, that's all I can say about that. So, uh, <clears throat> once again, check out Rich's Billiards. Um, check out Emo Night as it happens over at Rich's Billiards on Saturday, May 20... 29th, is that right? Let me see here real quick. I think I said 29th. <laughs> I had the 29th. I think it was the 21st, right? I think that's right. Let me see if I can read this here. Perfect. All right. And it looks... Oh, yeah. Saturday, May 21st. Yes. Saturday, May 21st. 
It's going to take place over at Richards Billiards. Craig Owens will be there. Get there as early as he can at Richards Billiards on Saturday, May 21st. And, of course, don't forget to check out... Um, they may have the boxing over there tonight, or they may have the UFC, or they may not have anything at all, but it doesn't it doesn't exclude the fact that you could still head over to Richard's Billiards and have yourself a good time. Have yourself a shot of have yourself a shot of a Jaeger bomb, have yourself a shot of a fireball, a beer, put two hundred and fifty dollars worth of fucking music in the jukebox and blow the speakers up. But if I hear any rap music, I'm gonna come over, hit you in the head with a sledgehammer and watch you die before my eyes. Anyways. <laughs> Head to Richard's Billiards as early as you can on a Saturday, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The legend continues. And this episode is also sponsored by Richard's Billiards and also by Emo Night of Corpus Christi. Check out as they return on Saturday, May 21st, featuring Craig Owens. He'll be there at Rich's Billiards. It's going to be epic. So... With the main event talk returns, we'll get into WrestleMania backlash and also the latest news going on in the world of professional wrestling when the main event talk returns. And then uh, I guess it's news to note that the former Ember Moon, now Athena, sure didn't like it in WWE. That's why she left. <laughs> Breaking news here. So uh, that's that. Yeah, and then wasn't I guess, having fun anymore is what it, a lot yeah. of it boils down to. Join the club. <laughs> By the way, you know how much heat I got over the last 48 hours or so for having the absolute temerity to like Raw and not think that NXT 2.0 this week was terrible? People think I make up this, this criticism or they're like, oh, he's always listening to the chat or he's... Bro, no. I mean, it's everywhere. It's on the board. It's on Twitter. It's I was bombarded. People so angry that I would have the temerity to say that Raw was, was like the best show in a long time, the best Raw, and I can't even remember how long. And there, there were, you know, fun things here and there on NXT 2.0. Man, how dare it's you, like there's, bro. there's levels to this, you know, with where we're at right now on the scale of Raw. It was a fine Raw. If you want to put this up against 1999 Raw, then no, maybe it wasn't. But, like... I mean, come on. There have been far more offensive, worse, juxtaposed shows than we saw on Monday. And the same thing goes for Tuesday. Tuesday is just people's, what they think about NXT a lot of times is just a referendum on what they think about NXT overall. Because, again, there are it is a wacky, goofy show, but there are some nuggets that you can pull out of there and actually say we're positive. So, you know how it goes. Let's read some of her quotes here. My last four months was just one of those moments that I wasn't having fun anymore. It started with Shotzi being gone, Shotzi being drafted. Sitting at home, I got a phone call saying, hey, we don't want you to be upset, but Shotzi just got moved to SmackDown. She is debuting with Tegan. We don't want you to be upset, but we're doing something that's going to upset you. I was like, but we're the tag team. We have merch. We're doing fun things. We just finally got into our groove. She said she spoke to Triple H shortly after. He expressed that he wasn't sure what was happening. Not the only time. She also mentioned members of the writing team told her they had no idea her and Shotzi had been a team in NXT. <clears throat> yeah. I was like, hey, let me go on a losing streak. Let me get super frustrated. Let me turn. Then the first match happens and I'm off TV for four weeks. Then Hunter disappeared. I was supposed to be getting a match with Sarai. Ended up getting a rash on my arm. Had an allergic reaction to something that they thought was something else. So they pulled me from the match. They go, you're turning in this match, but we want to make it subtle. So they kind of turned me, but they don't. Then there was a lot of confusion on what was supposed to happen. I was like, I don't know if I turned heel or not. 
Does this all sound familiar? <laughs> then I'm off TV for three weeks. I have the match with Mandy. And they're like, we're finally pulling the trigger on this. I get a note that week saying, hey, in two weeks, we need you to dye your hair fire-colored again. We need you to get the red contacts. We're going back to the old Ember Moon character. This is per Vince. You're going to turn heel, and you're going to turn heel as your old character. Shot a video. She says, I get the video ready. I'm ready to show everyone after TV. And they're like, hey, we have some bad news. Vince is pulling you off TV indefinitely. I sat there, and I was like, what did I do wrong? She then got emotional, talking about her frustration. When you care about something, you care about this business, is so much more, not just for yourself, but for everybody involved. It hurts so much more. On some level, I knew I was leaving. I'd already been gone. Brought an extra bag, kept in the locker room so I could pack all my stuff and leave. I'd been there for like a month. She mentioned also she had a meeting. They called a meeting. Remember that women's evolution? They called a meeting about talent dressing sexier, asking them to look more like Mandy Rose. And if you read all the quotes on that one, mm-hmm. Yeah, see, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, people don't talk about because it's, it's 2022. But, uh, you know, don't think this ain't the old WWE, everybody, in a lot of ways. So anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's her. And, you know, I got an email yesterday. Some bloke was, I mean, I, I, he was so angry at me. Because I couldn't remember. And now I can remember her name, so I guess he helped. He was so angry, I could not remember Sophia Cromwell's name. And he was like, well, they mentioned it later in the show. I'm like, bro, I don't care if they mention it later in the show. She's been on TV multiple times. She's never identified. Like, this ain't on me, dude. And there's this big, long email about how I'm the bad guy. And I'm just sitting here thinking, is this one of the writers? Because it sounded like one of the writers wrote me an email because he was angry. And I'm just saying, maybe you should do a better job, brother. If it's a fan, I apologize for thinking you're an incompetent writer for NXT. But, bro, the problem isn't me, dude. It ain't me. I mean, I can't help but notice that I sit here and I rant about stupid things on these shows, and everyone gets mad at me about it, and then this talent leaves and say the exact same damn thing I was saying. Doesn't know if she's a baby face or a heel. Bro, I ask that question all the time. Is Legato Del Fe- are they baby faces or heels? What about, uh, you know, the mobster bloke? Is he a baby face or a heel? Because he sure damn worked as a baby face, valiantly fighting his way to the ring at the end of his match. Then Legato takes out his leg. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? It's not my problem here. I'm not the problem. So get off my back, you dorks. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. I agree 100%. You're exactly right. And, you know, they're used to Chiron with a lot of things, you know. The oh, wait, I got the thing here. Hold on. Ember Moon Athena says she was extremely unhappy during her final days in NXT, where Vince wanted her to dress in, quote, fishnet booty butt cheek shorts, and they had a two-hour meeting telling girls to learn to be sexy and alter their gear to make it more revealing, similar to Mandy Rose. Get the hell out of here. Back in a moment, Observer Live clear then we'll get into dynamite here okay i don't know if vince mcmahon used the term booty butt cheek shorts okay i said quote that was the quote from the person who wrote the email but i will read the exact quote from ember moon athena in her interview here she says i remember going to my this is her direct quote i remember going to my makeup artist and going quote i'm so unhappy i'm so unhappy and we'd have to sit through stupid meetings about how we would have to dress sexy 
And I remember looking at someone else like, I cater to children. I am not about to wear a fishnet booty butt cheek shorts because we had a two-hour meeting about how to dress like Mandy Rose. That's not fair. Not everyone is going to be Mandy. Mandy is absolutely phenomenal. She's an amazing person, but not everyone is Mandy Rose. I started seeing this downslope as soon as Hunter was gone. And like for the first little bit, we didn't know why he was gone. We just knew he wasn't there. I got so angry. I remember sitting there and I was like, I did nothing wrong. I didn't piss off Vince. So uh, this uh, booty butt cheek, as she termed the shorts, uh, this dressing sexy, all of this, this was uh, NXT 2.0. Yeah. This was after Vince was gone. This was exactly, exactly what I said when they started NXT 2.0, which is it's Vince's show now. Yeah. It's 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 Kevin Dunn. And, bro, uh, 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 a zebra doesn't change its stripes, whatever that stupid saying is. You guys think things have changed? with a se- You guys think a 76-year-old man has changed? Well, think again. And there's a lot more than that, bro. Well, look, I know we got to get to to dynamite. So, yes. so it doesn't matter. But it's like if if that's what you want to pull out of this and take that and well, she didn't. You know, he didn't really say. Who cares? It's not the point. She said it. You know, she put it in her terms as far as what they want her to wear. That's not the issue. That's not the issue at all. And if that's what you want to take and try to play with, you look like an idiot doing it. Oh, well, she didn't say. It doesn't matter how it was said. You know what the result is because if you watch the show, you see what it is and you see what they turned it into. Everybody's horny. There's a zillion colors. Nobody can rustle for the most part, and they wanted to go with really young women in really revealing outfits, which is not anything new when it comes to Vince and Kevin Dunn and their mentality. So cut the crap with this and people trying to get offended about what she said in the interview or trying to take one quote out of it because you didn't read the interview, probably because you can't read. Uh, Take a little look at what happened last night uh, on NXT. It was spring breaking. Spring breaking. NXT. They couldn't even do it in a location where somebody could have fallen into a pool. You know, I thought that was the rule. With Spring Bake, that's one thing that Nitro did better than anybody else. That's one thing you've got to hand to WCW. They knew how to do a spectacle at Club Lavella. That's where this should have taken place or something that looked like Club you know, Club Lavella. So somebody could have took a header into the pool. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. The only header we have in that building was Braun Breaker falling off that uh, catbird seat or the, uh, the bird's nest or or whatever they call it last week, splattered himself on the ground. And that led to this match with Joe Gacy that we've got coming up in the main event of this show. But it opened up. It opened up with some skit. It uh, it opened up with Pretty Deadly, your NXT, your new NXT Tag Team Champions doing a extra campy skit from poolside, being goofy. They run down what's going to take place on the card and then jump into the pool. They've done this before for shows. Obviously, this is Pretty Deadly's first chance to do it. They come across as guys you want to punch in the face, you know, and who guys that you want to see get slammed uh, because they're such goofballs and they're so over the top and 
That's a good thing <laughs> when you're bad guys. They got into it a little bit with the Viking Raiders later on as they attempted to keep poking at the creeds, but we'll get to that. First match of the show, it was a good one. Cameron Grimes defeated Solo Sokoa and Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams to retain the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Sokoa had, uh, had Cameron, uh, had Carmelo Hayes up in a uh, Samoan, I think it was going to give him the Samoan drop when Cameron Grimes came off the top rope, hit him with the cave and double foot stomp. I hate that move. I've never liked that move. And I know he can pull it off and he makes it look pretty good, but I just, there's something about that move is visibly that just, I, I don't know what it is. And I know, look, if he's coming off the top rope at me, yes, he could kill me from any position with that, but eh, I don't know. There, there, this happens later on, too, with Braun Breaker's spear. I just, there's got to be a better way, but good good match. You know, Solo Sokoa was, uh, got loud chance to begin the thing. Carmelo Hayes is a star. He is an absolute star. We did get our, you know, obligatory Holy S chant and the This Is Awesome chant after there was Sokoa. Uh, Grimes uh, hit uh, Sokoa with a Hurricane Rana as Carmelo Hayes was, was, what was it? Grimes used a Hurricane Rana on Sokoa while Grimes also was giving Hayes a superplex. Didn't look all that spectacular, but we did get the, the, the chant for it. And again, the match went on from a couple minutes after that. Long story short, it, uh, it, it Hayes, you know, ends up getting, uh, he ends up getting knocked out of the picture of Sokoa pinned by Cameron Grimes. NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose was then in a skit where she went to the tanning spa, which I think is the official tanning spa of NXT there, and got into the tanning bed. And then, of course, she sets it for only a couple minutes. She was on the phone with J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan, and I'll meet you at the beach. I need to, since I'm already, you know, incredibly dark, I need to just jump in the tanning bed for 15 minutes and then jump out of that before I go to the sunny beach. Makes complete sense, I guess. I'm not a... 20-something-year-old girl, so maybe that's that's how it goes down there in Florida when you have natural sun outside and you've already, you know, got an incredible base stand, but that that's besides the point. The whole thing was set up for the fact that Wendy Chu could go in there and somehow crank the timer up without anybody knowing, and Mandy Rose, I guess, just fell asleep in there because when she got up later on, she was burnt. Indy Hartwell and Duke Hudson, they had a moment. Indy was looking at her hand. There was no ring there. Then Duke Hudson walks in. They both stand. Duke kind of leans in. Indy says no. And they both go in different directions. And that was that. No Persia, no Dexter, no that they ran off. Maybe they're going to, to add that into the mix later on. We'll have to see. Roderick Strong talked to the Creed brothers and Ivy Nile backstage. Says he's taking over the diamond mine. Says he's all about it. You know, they, they need to listen to him. The Creed brothers just kind of rolled their eyes, and that would build towards something a little bit later on. Nathan Frazier against Grayson Waller. These guys could be future members of the main WWE roster. I don't think there's any doubt that Grayson Waller will be. 
There is probably a doubt about Nathan Frazier. Is he big enough? Is he the kind of guy that they like? Even if they brought him up to the main roster, does he have a trajectory with how they treat guys his size who can move like him that's going to be better than Mustafa Ali, that's going to be better than Ricochet, that's going to be better than some of the people that they've had there? I'd like to think so because the former Ben Carter is pretty damn awesome, and I really, really enjoyed this match up until the end. Uh, physically, there's little that Frazier doesn't seem like he can do. He's absolutely incredible young guy. Grayson Waller's just a great bad guy, I think. A, a great heel. Again, punchable face. You know, the whole gimmick, the whole act, you know, charisma. He, he knows exactly who he is, and you know, was, was pretty good. Uh, Frazier went for a Phoenix Splash earlier on in the match, missed it rolled through it, but was able to hit it a little bit later on when Andre Chase and Chase U, all of his students in the crowd, blew an air horn, which distracted Grayson Waller. Uh, he looked like he was going to crotch himself on the ropes, walked over to it, but then fell, hit himself uh, throat first on the ropes, slung himself back, which put him in the position for Nathan Frazier to come off the top rope and deliver a perfect Phoenix splash onto him for the victory. Then it was time for Fallon Henley. I know that's not Brian's girl to to emphasize the uh, the name on, but I'll do it. Fallon Henley. She's a country girl, and even when her parents bought that bar, she made her keep the uh, the, the made him keep the horse after they sold the family farm. That's apparently the story here with, with Fallon Henley. She likes to raise hell with Briggs and Jensen, and her family bought a bar at some point, and then they had to sell the family farm. But she had a horse named Luna, and she kept her horse named Luna. And there ain't nothing like riding a horse. That's what she says. Then there was a meeting between Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo. Every, you know, mob movie you've ever seen, any ridiculous sit-down, you know, parody of a mob movie you've ever seen, that's what this was. They actually have a little bit of detente there, and, and everything's kind of cool for a little bit. Uh, they go out, they don't want to get in each other's business, but they want to be in each other's business, and that's where that stood for the time being, as they both had a uh, a, a tense stare down and a and a handshake and that was that for the time being viking raiders backstage they had an interview about the creed brothers that was interrupted by pretty deadly who as i mentioned earlier just kind of poked the bear a little bit on the creed brothers and when they viking raiders bowed up they kind of snuck away so I'm not sure if the viking raiders are going to be sticking around not the worst idea in the world for them to be staying around there and trying to help out those other teams i mean they're not doing anything on the main roster anyway and they don't really fit in any of the mix when you look at the Street Profits, RK Bro, the Usos, they look like they've got that thing held down for quite some time. Plus, you got Alpha Academy as well, too. So they just don't fit in the mix. They're, they're much better off being down there and trying to help some of these young teams get a little bit better. Joe Gacy in a promo said, We should fear what happens tonight if he does not win the NXT championship. He vowed to change the world. Well, you know what, folks, you got up and the sun came out, so you know how that worked out for him. Nikita Lyons and Cora Jade against Lash Legend and Natalia. Jade pinned Legend after Natty booted Legend in the face. Match was okay. <laughs> It was it was there. It wasn't awful or anything like that. So Lyons did the deal where she did the split into a leg drop. Jade followed it up with a flying senton off the top rope. And then Jade got the pin over Legend. A vignette then with Tatum Paxley talking about 
her entrance into the breakout tournament. She's a power lifter. She does not have a horse named Luna, but she does have the name of Tatum Paxley, which Brian Alvarez will over-enunciate on every single show from this point forward. J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan, now that was their turn. They had went to the beach, okay? They went to the beach, and they left Mandy Rose there, all burned up. They talk about sending her some aloe. Eh, she's going to be fine. They park in a, in a tow-away zone where it says no parking, and they brag about how great of a spot it is. And then they go up to the beach, and they're sitting there for a minute. And then it's time to get up and take their clothes off and run into the water and frolic about. And the plus 65 NXT male viewership probably was very, very happy about that. It was almost Divas Era-esque with them frolicking around out there. All we were missing was, was Trish Stratus pulling up with the ice cream truck and maybe even Brock Lesnar uh, out there F5ing a shark. Do you remember that one for SummerSlam, I think it was? It was good. But anyway... <laughs> they're at the beach, and they're out there frolicking about when Wendy Chu and, and Roxanne Perez, Roxy, then decide to steal their stuff. And Roxy's not sure about this because, you know, she's got some, some training to do before the breakthrough tournament. But Wendy Chu, she doesn't have time for any of that stuff. She's in it for the funnies and the lulls. And they start stealing her stuff. They they steal the car. They steal the shoes. They They run down the sand and they throw the shoes out into the street so so Gigi and JC you know that's part of the comedy they have to walk across the hot sand ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, ah. oh those are my shoes those are our shoes hey wait where's the car and there's no car uh, it wasn't awful but it wasn't good and it wasn't needed <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it was. It was. It, look, a lot of this, as it sounds, I can't get work myself into a tizzy the way Brian does about some of these shows. I mean, it just. I mean, from what I'm saying to you, would you get that fired up about this show? Odds are you didn't even watch this show. You know, I'll, I'll make sure that the phone lines are open tomorrow for anybody that wants to yell at me about, you know, how awesome this show was and not, you know, giving my, my all and my effort about it. What, what can I tell you? The Creed Brothers defeated the Viking Raiders. I believe everything the Creed Brothers do. I love the Creed Brothers. I hope they don't kill themselves or anybody else in the process. But when they're in there bumping and thumping with guys like the Viking Raiders, guys of their side, I mean, it, it really does mask some of the limitations, and, and obviously there's a lot at this point in their careers, a lot of the limitations with the Creeds. Long story short here, Roderick Strong ran out when the referee was distracted, hit Eric in the face with a knee, ran up on the apron as Eric was dra uh, draped over the ropes. He was out of there sliding Ishii Lariat by Julius, and the victory was gotten for the Creed brothers, who then were upset with Roderick Strong for jumping into their match. Kaylee Ray debuts next week as part of the breakout tournament. Briggs and Jensen are, are, are okay, apparently, with the medical staff. They, they worked a, a joke about masturbation in there. And uh, Brooks, in about six weeks, is going to be okay again. And then the main event, Braun Breaker defeated Joe Gacy to retain the NXT championship. I like Joe Gacy not in this character. I think there's a way you can tweak it and make him an effective member of the roster, although we'll have to see what happens. I wonder what his future is going to be, but it looks like there may be one because after the match, after he stood tall, there were two shadowy figures dressed in black behind Braun Breaker as the show ended. AEW Fight Forever video game mired in controversy? 
Disturbing rumors are circulating concerning AEW's upcoming console game, Fight Forever, as Sports Gamers Online's Michael Straw is reporting dissension between Kenny Omega and the game's developer, Ukes. Sources have indicated that the relationship with Ukes and AEW, specifically Kenny Omega, isn't in the best place at the moment. According to those close to the game's development, Omega has found himself frustrated and hating working with Ukes. One person even claimed that some of it has come across at times like Yuke was trying to take advantage of an inexperienced Omega in this position. AEW's console game has been in development for two years, and while that isn't a long time for a new game, apparently the game has had development issues that led to it going over budget. Sports Gamers Online also reports that there have been numerous arguments about the game's direction and development, leading to a number of features of the game either being less than originally planned or cut altogether. Another problem is that the roster will only contain roughly 50 wrestlers when it's released, and there are concerns about whether more wrestlers can be added via DLC. While there is talk that the relationship between AEW and Ukes is frayed, Straw reports, it can be repaired but it comes down to desire, one said on the relationship between the two. If either side doesn't want to continue, then AEW will look for a new partner. Rumor has it that Ukes wants to work out a long-term deal with AEW, but if the wrestling promotion, which is said to have invested considerable cash into the game, is disappointed with the final product, it's hard to imagine them sticking with the company. That too could be a problem as Straw discussed what could happen if Ukes claims ownership of the game's engine. Is Owen Hart in AEW's new video game? While AEW's video game is reportedly dealing with controversy behind the scenes, there is some good news for Owen Hart fans, as Bodyslam.net's Cassidy Haynes is exclusively reporting on Owen Hart's inclusion in AEW's upcoming console game. While speaking to sources about the upcoming AEW Fight Forever video game, I was told of multiple wrestlers that Ukes has recorded motion captures for. One of the names that was confirmed to me that will be features as a playable character in the game is Owen Hart. I was able to confirm that CM Punk will be in the game. As fans prepare for the tentative September release of the wrestling video game AEW Fight Forever, AEW Games released footage from the game on Twitch on 4th May. VentureBeat.com reported on AEW Games' Twitch stream. As part of the stream, Ukes and AEW revealed trailers for wrestlers Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose. They're also bringing referee Aubrey into the action. To get the fan-favorite Aubrey into the action, Ukes developed an AI referee engine. This will enable the ref to interact with the wrestlers in a way that looks realistic. During the stream, Evil Uno announced that the game will also be available for PC. No official release date has been announced. Fightful Select reports that the upcoming game will have roughly 50 wrestlers in it, including Sting, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, and Adam Cole. NXT Stadium Show being planned? Is the WWE planning an NXT 2.0 stadium show? With WWE holding more premium events at stadiums rather than smaller venues, fans may see another NXT Stand and Deliver event later this year at a stadium. WrestleVotes is reporting, WWE has discussed adding another Stand and Deliver event for one of the three big stadium shows happening this summer. I've heard the preference is UK for Clash at the Castle, but Nashville or SummerSlam seems more likely. All to be determined still. NXT 2.0 continues to be a priority for WWE as Vince McMahon's retooled version of the former black and yellow brand works to create main roster talent. Will the WWE hold more stand-and-deliver events at their stadium shows in order to promote NXT? If so, do you think this will raise fans' awareness and or interest in the WWE's developmental territory? 
WWE Hall of Famer claims they'll never retire. Is Booker T ever going to retire from wrestling? The two-time WWE Hall of Famer recently spoke with Houston reporter Ken Hoffman about Booker's Hall of Fame podcast expanding to four nights, including whether the 2006 King of the Ring tournament winner plans on stepping away. I'll never be done wrestling. I'll be doing this until I can't move my legs anymore. Wrestlers never retire. If I get a chance to bounce around the ring like a kid one more time, I'll take that opportunity every time. I won't be retired from the squared circle until I'm six feet under. Booker also discussed how much longer he's under contract to the WWE. My relationship with the company has never been better. My contract with them isn't up for another several years. I'm still around doing the kickoff shows for all the premium events on Peacock. I sometimes host Raw Talk and Talking Smack, and WWE has me involved in several other projects. Booker remains extremely busy as he works in the WWE, hosts his own podcast show, and runs the Reality of Wrestling School. Will return to a WWE ring, and if so, who should he wrestle? WWE censors Raw. Looks like the WWE censors slipped up on the second May edition of Raw as the announcers referred to the handicap match between Mustafa Ali and the team of United States Champion Theory and The Miz as a non-title championship match. Dave Meltzer commented on this during a recent Wrestling Observer Radio, noting, Well, they can't say non-title, that's a banned term. As fans know, the persnickety mind of Vince McMahon is constantly figuring out new ways to control how WWE is presented with the word non-title not conforming to his image of WWE. WWE superstar can't believe she's not a member of the Bloodline. Could the Bloodline be getting a new member? That's the wish of SmackDown superstar Naomi, who recently spoke with Inside the Ropes about her unofficial affiliation with Roman Reigns and the Usos, as well as her goal of joining the group. I do get the Paul Heyman wisdom, and it's a little weird that I'm not in the bloodline because I'm always there with them. I'm always there. I'm always around. I'm always, you know, annoying them. So maybe later down the road, or maybe there's somewhere for me to come in with the boys, with John and Josh, Jimmy and Jey Uso, but who knows? But definitely something I would look forward to. I would want it to be the right time, you know, and done properly. Naomi is keeping busy right now as one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions alongside Sasha Banks. However, one never knows what the future holds, and according to Tribal Council Paul Heyman, Naomi, aka Trinity Fatu, may already be a member of the group. In 2021, Heyman told Sports Kita, How do you know she's not already at the table? Because it's not on television? Does everything happen on television? We're on television two hours a week, and tomorrow, by the way, two and a half hours on FS1. That leaves a lot of time for the rest of the week when there are machinations and maneuvers and negotiations and strategies and things happening that you don't see on television. The Bloodline continues to dominate the WWE with rumors that the Usos may become undisputed tag team champions alongside the undisputed world champion Roman Reigns. While there have been rumors of Naomi joining her husband Jimmy in the faction, nothing has ever come about. Do you think Naomi should join the Bloodline? Freddie Prinze Jr. announced new wrestling promotion. Is former WWE writer Freddie Prinze Jr. about to get into the wrestling business? Prinze discussed his latest plans during an episode of his Wrestling with Freddie show, telling listeners, I plan on having this thing up and running in 18 months. That's my plan. There's a way for me to get it done sooner, but it requires me going to Australia for three months and leaving my family. I'm not a big fan of doing that regardless of how kind and respectful the studio is, unless I was in a position where I had to. I love being a dad. It's the reason I walked away from the business in the first place. Although Prince's loyalty to his family is commendable, he'd better be prepared for a busy schedule when he starts his wrestling promotion. 
While the wrestling enterprise sounds like it's going to take time, Prince talked about some elements he plans on incorporating. I think I want to start it as a two-hour show. I want my storylines based in reality. I want to give the women and the men equal time on the roster. Prince added that he wants every wrestler to be in the Screen Actors Guild Union, which means they would be entitled to all the insurance, medical benefits, and retirement plans that that entails. What do you think about Prince's plans? Top WWE star is now divorced. Our top story takes a look at current Raw Tag Team Champion Riddle, who is now officially divorced from Lisa Riddle. Taking to Instagram, Lisa would write, It's been exactly one month since the judge signed the paperwork and our divorce was finalized. The kids and I are enjoying our new adventure and are grateful for everyone that's been by our side through all of this. Fans were first made aware that there were problems between the two back in October of last year when Lisa called out Riddle for moving away from his family. Riddle had tweeted, I love my life so much, bro. I'm in California tagging with my best bro, Randy, and trust me, it doesn't get any better than this, dude. Lisa then replied, You would say that now that you packed up and moved to Orlando away from your children. This is naturally going to be a difficult time for all parties involved, as Riddle and Lisa have three children together. It's unknown if Riddle is going to need time away from WWE programming to deal with this life-altering change, but with Riddle being a focal point of Raw and now SmackDown virtually every week, this could potentially be a huge loss for WWE. Fan confusion over scrapped WWE angle One of the planned matches at WrestleMania Backlash next weekend is the Bloodline taking on Drew McIntyre and RK-Bro in a six-man tag. This has led to confusion from fans who are questioning what's happened with the unification angle WWE's been telling for the past few weeks. Going into WrestleMania Backlash, the biggest match announced for the show was RK-Bro taking on the Usos. This match would see the Raw and SmackDown tag titles become unified. However, this past Friday on SmackDown, in a backstage segment between Paul Heyman and Adam Pearce, Heyman convinced Pearce to change the match. This makes no sense as it was Reigns who wanted the Usos to compete in the unification match to begin with, and now the storyline has suddenly been scrapped. Have WWE completely abandoned the idea of unifying the tag titles? Or is it possible that WWE believed Reigns needed to wrestle on the show in some capacity, so they consequently created this six-man tag match virtually out of thin air? It was previously reported by Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer that WWE is intending on having Reigns next defend either the WWE or Universal title when WWE has a stadium show. This would mean that Reigns won't defend the title until Money in the Bank in July. Wrestling fans cancel former WWE superstar. Ever since Ryback departed WWE a number of years ago, he's been rather open with his thoughts on WWE and other real-world events. While this is perfectly fine, Ryback's opinions cross a line, and they are often controversial and sometimes even vulgar in nature. The former Intercontinental Champion took to Twitter yesterday to go on a disgusting rant in relation to WWE Chairman Vince McMahon, and Ryback even had the nerve and audacity to bring up Vince's late mother. Ryback tweeted, Vince McMahon, like most promoters, has an insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mom get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous thing for a kid to witness, as their whore mom tries to make ends meet. Vince has failed to evolve. Fuck you, old man. It's so crazy how many people are okay with a psycho billionaire toying with innocent people's lives and whoring out a human circus, but can't stand the actual truth of that man's psychological weakness. 48 laws of power. Your clock is ticking, old man. You take nothing with you. Vince's mom passed away in January of this year, so Ryback is clearly trying to upset and get a reaction out of the WWE chairman, but this is simply too far. 
Wrestling fans were quick to call out Ryback for his disgusting comments, and Ryback once again enjoyed hiding behind the block button. Ringside News exclusively reported a few days ago that those in WWE see Ryback as a risk, and the general consensus on him is that he's a head case. Therefore, it's unlikely that this strange and vulgar behavior will come as a surprise to those in WWE. This morning, Ryback responded to the backlash he was getting from fans in another bizarre tweet which read, If a man broke into your house and was going to hurt your family, would you just sit there and be positive and loving, or would you do what needed to be done? Six years of evil, that many of you can't see, so it's best not to judge off one thing that needed to be done. The truth will win. It's unclear what this actually means, but it appears as if Ryback still isn't holding back and is refusing to hold himself accountable for his harmful social media antics. More WWE releases coming? This past Friday, WWE released a total 10 names from the NXT roster. Amongst these names were the likes of Dakota Kai, Dexter Loomis, and Malcolm Bivens. However, that may not be the end of WWE cutting down the roster. According to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, there may be more releases coming. Meltzer added that there are rumblings in WWE that those 10 names weren't the only names who WWE are going to part ways with. This has led to a ton of social media speculation from fans wondering who could potentially be cut from the company. There is a lot of concern for those talents not currently being used in a meaningful storyline and whether WWE simply may decide to cut them loose. Which members of the WWE roster do you reckon could be in serious trouble? Let us know in the comments below. Cancelled plans for Fire WWE Star Speaking of the NXT talents who were released this past Friday, Fightful Selective revealed scrapped plans for Malcolm Bivens' main roster debut. According to the report, at one stage Bivens was going to be the brand new manager for Omos. This would have obviously seen Bivens jump from NXT to the main roster to manage the 7-foot star. Bivens decided to pass on the idea as he knew he had no intention of re-signing a new WWE contract and would have rather sat out the rest of his WWE contract in NXT. Before MVP was selected as Omos' manager, there were also calls for LA Knight to be moved up to the main roster to take on the role, but WWE have gone in a slightly different direction for LA. LA looks to be starting a new stable known as Knight Model Management with underutilized talent, but this stable has yet to appear on Raw or SmackDown. There was also another recently released star who was considered for a call-up. This was Dakota Kai, who had a number of main roster dark matches, but these did little to impress Vince McMahon, and he had a lack of interest in bringing her to the main roster. Cody Rhodes' WWE return doing big numbers for WWE. Our final story today takes a look at how well Cody Rhodes' merchandise has been doing since his WWE return. Cody made his grand return a number of weeks ago at WrestleMania 38. Cody defeated Seth Rollins in one of the best matches on the weekend, and some fans even called it the best match of the entire weekend. WWE have released a number of merchandise lines for Cody, and his merchandise is doing unbelievably well. According to Cody, during his appearance on The Bump, he was informed that his t-shirt did John Cena levels during WrestleMania 38 weekend. It's common knowledge that Cena was one of WWE's highest ever merchandise sellers, so this is a monumental achievement for the former AEW executive. This could help WWE in deciding to award Cody either the WWE or Universal title. If they know his merchandise is going to sell, then WWE may feel satisfied in taking one of the world titles off of Reigns and making Cody a world champion. 
Cody is now set to take on Rollins in a WrestleMania rematch at the WrestleMania Backlash Premium Live event next Sunday. It's unknown what direction WWE will take Cody's character following the Rollins match, but a rivalry with Reigns is certainly a possibility. Okay, so let's get right into some of the matches that are going to take place tomorrow night over at WrestleMania Backlash. Now, um, we know that there has been one match that has already been changed up, and now... You know, we'll talk about that as we go along with this. So let's start with the first matchup here. Uh, Bobby Lashley go one-on-one against Omos. Um, this one is really nothing to go home with and everything else like that. I mean, the only thing I see in this match at this point is Bob, as far as Bobby Lashley versus Omos goes, I kind of see this as, okay, Bobby Lashley got the first win at WrestleMania. So, it would only be appropriate if Omos were to get the win. Now, here's why, here's why I'm going with this. Omos is a big man. Bobby Lashley has all the experience and all the strength in the world. He could beat Omos whenever he wants. But I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make this feud as interesting as possible. But that's kind of impossible considering the fact that you have a professional... In Bobby Lashley, you have a professional in Bobby Lashley. You have a green guy like Omos, and you got MVP trying to direct traffic. And let's call it like we see it. When it comes to MVP's promos, he's one of the best. Definitely one of the best. So, as far as I see it, it's going to be Omos winning this match. Bobby Lashley. And Omos's feud is going to escalate a little bit further. It's going to, it's going to lead somewhere. Obviously, I don't know where exactly, but it's going to lead somewhere. So the main event's going to go with Omos to win this match. Now, the next matchup is a matchup that, um, once again, just like Bobby Lashley and Omos, it's going to be a bit hard to watch, but it's going to be a bit interesting to see where it goes. Happy Corbin to take on Madcap Moss. Now, this one, I want Madcap Moss to win just to <clears throat> just to elevate himself, you know, get him to the next level. But I have the strange feeling that Happy Corbin is going to win. They're going to try and squeeze the little life out of this feud and make it as interesting as possible. But I think some wrestling fans just want this feud to be completely completely over. They want this to be done and over with. So, we'll see how far this goes. So, I'm going to go with Happy Corbin in this one. As much as I want Madcap Moss to win, I think Happy Corbin is going to be the one to pretty much take it at WrestleMania Backlash. A WrestleMania rematch right here. AJ Styles to take on Edge. This one, I'm going to go with AJ Styles in this one. This whole thing with Edge and uh, <clears throat> Edge, Damian Priest, and the group they put together as Judgment Day is a good group. It's a very good group. Now, it's only going to be a matter of time before they add some new people into their group. I mean, so far, the only two people that people have been seeing so far is people like Tommaso Ciampa, or Ciampa now, and the other would be Rhea Ripley, which would make a whole lot of sense if that would take place. So, in this match, uh, and also, I think there's not going to be any new additions to the group just yet. Because here's how I see it. You got Edge, who has 
Damian Priest on his side, and most recently, AJ Styles had recruited, or not recruited, but had the services of a fellow Bullet Club member by the name of Finn Balor. So, no doubt the club is coming back together for this whole situation. And seeing AJ Styles and Finn Balor together would be great. Not only as a great tag team, but also to escalate this feud further between Edge, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor. We'll see how far this goes and everything. So I'm going to go with AJ Styles to win this match. This feud is going to continue. You can almost see it coming. This feud is going to continue. It's going to escalate further. The next match up here, uh, we'll talk about this match in just a moment. Another WrestleMania rematch is going to take place. Cody Rhodes to take on Seth freaking Rollins. This one's going to be... This one's definitely going to be the show to end all shows. This is definitely going to be the one where it's going to steal the show. It's going to be amazing to check out. I'm going to like where this is going to go. Um, I think this will go as far as... Um, it would... It would. At WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes won the match and defeated Seth freaking Rollins. Now, would it make sense to do it again? Possibly. Just to give Cody the win that he needs. Now, Seth Rollins, he really doesn't need any sort of win at all. He, he doesn't really... When you think about this extremely close, what does Seth Rollins need to gain to win this match? What does he need to gain? Does he need to go after the Universal Championship? Possibly. But he can get that somewhere further down the road. The true cause of all this right now is to get Cody right up right up there with Roman Reigns and with Brock Lesnar and possibly with Seth Rollins and others in that particular nature because does, Cody Rhodes, to me, is not going to go after the world title just yet. I kind of see him winning the 2023 Royal Rumble and moving on to WrestleMania to take on the champion if that takes place. But people are still under the assumption that they're going to have Roman Reigns take on The Rock at WrestleMania, which would be big, which would be huge. But I say, I say, let the match with Roman versus The Rock take place at WrestleMania, but don't let the championship be on the line. Just let it be one-on-one. Or how about this? And this is something else to think about. There's something else to consider. Why not hand the title over to someone other than Roman Reigns? That way, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna have a big, well, we can talk about this as further as we can. But uh, as far as Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins goes, I see Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes having a good match. This match will be just as good as the one they had at WrestleMania, and I think Cody's gonna end up being the one victorious. This will last at least about a good twenty. About a good 20-25 minute match, please. I, I expect it to go that far in this match. Will this feud escalate further after WrestleMania Backlash? Possibly. But if not, then we'll see who Cody's next opponent will be. And then who Seth Rollins' opponent will be after that. Now, the next match... Uh, now, let's go ahead and talk about this matchup right here. Because originally... As I'm re-recording this, and I am because as you're hearing this right now for the first time, I'm actually re-recording this episode because originally they had a unification match for the Raw Tag Team titles, for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, the Usos going up against RK-Bro. 
and the titles were going to be on the line. But this past Friday night on SmackDown, not this past Friday night, but last Friday on SmackDown, they were officially about to do the contract signing. Roman Reigns got involved in the whole situation. He tore up the contract, and then after that, Drew McIntyre shows up and then kind of turns this into something a, a little bit bigger. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Paul Heyman goes over and talks to Adam Pearce and wants to go ahead and, you know, make this into a six-man tag, adding, adding Roman Reigns to the fire. So now this is no longer a unification title match. It is now a six-man tag. Drew McIntyre and RK Bro to take on the Usos and the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, the Universal. WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. So I I know this upsets a lot. Of, uh, this upsets a lot of people because they wanted to see a one-on-one -on -one title match. This really doesn't upset me in any way possible. Let me explain why. I don't think Roman should defend his championship at WrestleMania Backlash at all. If anything, here's the thing: if he's added into this match as a as a tag match, okay. Well, they need him because they need a big star in the pay per view. That's what it's about. They really don't need to put the Universal Championship title on him just yet. They're going to put Roman Reigns in a title match, maybe somewhere in the next pay-per-view, or maybe at Money in the Bank. We don't know. We don't know exactly what's going to take place, but we know now that this is going to take place. So no longer will it be a title unification match. It will now be a six-man tag team matchup. RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre taking on the head of the table, the bloodline of... Roman Reigns and the Usos. It should be a tremendous six-man tag team matchup. I doubt it'll be the main event, but we'll see. Speaking of something that will possibly be the main event, another rematch. We've had three rematches at WrestleMania. Let's see here. AJ Styles versus Edge. Seth freaking Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. And now we got Charlotte Flair taking on Ronda Rousey in an I-quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Who does this favor and why? It's kind of simple when you look at the cases here. WrestleMania should have been the win that Ronda Rousey needed to become the SmackDown Women's Champion, but I think it was a bit too obvious. It was way too obvious from the start. So they went ahead and decided to scrap all those plans and let Charlotte win the title. And obviously, they were going to escalate this feud between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair further into WrestleMania Backlash. And I think Ronda, here's the sad part, Ronda is going to get the main event match that she so richly deserves, but it's unfortunately not at WrestleMania. It's going to take place at WrestleMania Backlash. So it's going to end up, I think this will be the main event for WrestleMania Backlash. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, SmackDown Women's Championship, I Quit match. Now, when it comes to I Quit matches, neither one have ever been a part of I Quit matches. Now, Charlotte Flair is a little bit more experienced just because she's been a part of something like this before. Now, it's not really the same when you think about it, it's much, much different than what it was a long time ago. But Charlotte's been a part of submission matches. She's been a part of several matches where she could win. But an I Quit match is much different because even though Charlotte Flair has one coup de grace, let's call it like we see it, she's got, she's a talented individual, she's a talented superstar, she knows what she has to do in the ring. 
but she has only one finisher. Well, she's got a couple, but she's got one submission, and that is a figure eight. While Ronda Rousey, not only does she have the arm bar, she also has the ankle lot. So the thing is with Ronda is you have to be careful because don't look at Ronda and think she's inferior just because she has one offensive move or two offensive moves. She may have more than one move in her arsenal come WrestleMania Backlash. So this feud between these two will go far. It may be a 20, maybe a 30-minute match, depending. Can we see an interference in this match? Maybe. There's a possibility of that. Who will win this match? I would have to actually go with Charlotte. on the, I'm, I'm, I would have to actually go with Ronda on this one. It's going gonna, it's gonna to end up looking like Charlotte is going to win. But Ronda is going to take it. Ronda is going to take it. Now, here's the thing that you need to know about right here, right now. Now, if they continue this feud, say Ronda Rousey wins the match and wins the SmackDown Women's Championship, they're going to escalate this feud further. They're going to escalate this feud as far as they can. Now, the only thing that I see that needs to happen in this match is interference. But interference by somebody else. Now, I had mentioned this on a few occasions, and I think it needs to happen, and I I think it needs to be done one way or another. I think if there's going to be any sort of interference in this match, I want an appearance by Alexa Bliss. I want an appearance by Alexa Bliss. And let me explain why. Alexa, we know, recently got married. Okay, and she has been out of the WWE picture for a while. But wouldn't it make sense for Alexa Bliss to reappear before everybody, especially during a Charlotte versus Ronda match for the SmackDown Women's Championship where there's some unfinished business between Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss? I mean, you would figure that would make a whole lot of sense, right? Absolutely. I mean, I I would do it that way, too, if WWE didn't have the creative idea to figure out exactly what the fuck they were going to do, considering their long-tracked history of trying to book a story that makes absolutely no sense. So, in this match with Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, obviously I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey to win it. I'm going to go with her. She's going to hit that armbar submission. She's going to make her tap out. It's going to happen like that. You'll see it coming right then and there. And then after that, you know, hopefully if this feud ends, it feud the feud ends. But I'm still waiting on Alexa Bliss to show up. I'm waiting for that moment because you have to continue this story. Because even though, even though Alexa has not been around for a while, I mean... They need, you know, they they did the whole thing with Alexa and the whole thing with the psychiatrist and the doll and all that. Wouldn't it make sense to travel back in time to the person that did the most damage to Alexa Bliss, and that would be Charlotte Flair? I mean, that would be a bit interesting, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it would. But nonetheless, at WrestleMania Backlash, I see Charlotte Flair losing her championship to Ronda Rousey. She will say, "I quit." It will happen. You will almost see that coming. And Ronda's going to hit the arm bar, and then that's it. She walks away with the SmackDown Women's Championship, and that's it. And like I also stated before, it would be great. It would be great if Alexa Bliss did interfere in this match. I'm, I'm hoping that will happen. 
I hope we see it coming. And if it does, we could see this feud between Charlotte and Alexa continue on, but continue to a different level. So, those are the matches that are going to take place at WrestleMania Backlash Live Sunday on Mother's Day. Just to let everybody know, Mother's Day is tomorrow, so do yourself a favor. I want you to head over to the store. I want you to buy a cake, or make a cake in my case. Go ahead, buy a cake, right? Get something special for your mom. Wish her a happy Mother's Day and everything else like that. And have you have you and your mom watch WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. I Well, I don't know if she really watches wrestling, but we'll see how that goes. I know my mom did. I know my mom did. <laughs> I love my mom. I wish she was alive right now to tell about this. And uh, Oh, and also, by the way, and I think I talked about this earlier, but just in case uh, I didn't bring it up, it'll also be not just on Mother's Day, It'll also be Adam's birthday. Yeah, Adam's birthday. Um, Adam, as you know, uh, one of my longtime best friends, um, he would, he, um, by tomorrow, he will probably be 42, 43 years old. No, actually, uh, yeah, actually 42. 42 would be exactly right. 42 years old is how old Adam would be at this point in time, you know, so... Rest in peace, Adam Ramos, and uh, we're thinking about you and everything else like that. And I'm fixing to play a song involving Adam and involving something else. Now, there's also something else that I want to bring up at this point. We're going to get into another, a little bit of a commercial break, but we're going to get into the music as well. When the main event talk returns, we've got some issues, we've got some stuff we've got to talk about in the world of professional wrestling, and some updates on what's going to happen at Rich's Billiards, and my thoughts on the 1911 Tavern. Um, I think you guys are going to want to listen to this part of the episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. It should be extremely interesting. And plus, we got some big, uh, some big events that are going to be happening in May uh, I think we hadn't talked about this yet, but we probably will. Uh, we'll talk about AEW's Double or Nothing. We know about... You know, you know, actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, let's go ahead and talk about AEW Diamond. Let's talk about that for just a moment. Before we get to... Uh, actually, oh, crap. Yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the time right now. I don't think we got some enough time. But when the main event talk returns, we're going to talk about what's going to take place at AEW's Double or Nothing, which is going to take place on Memorial Day weekend on Sunday, May 29th. And we're also going to talk about several other events that are going to take place in the month of May. You should be interested in listening to this when the main event talk returns. And to my longtime best friend, Adam Ramos who I hope would be alive with me today. This one is for you. And as you know, probably about a couple of days ago was the 34th anniversary of the release of one of the most baddest albums ever from Queensryche. I'm not talking about Empire. I'm talking about Operation Mindcrime. If you're a huge fan of Queensryche, you'll dig this song right here, right now. Queensryche's Operation Mindcrime. Happy 34th anniversary to Operation Mind Crime from Queensryche.
Okay, guys, believe it or not, we're almost at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. We've talked everything that we need to talk about, about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. We know that there's going to be several things that are going to be happening this month in May. April is officially done, and we are here in May. So that means we've already had May the 4th. We've already had Cinco de Mayo, and today is, let's see, yesterday was the 6th, today is the 7th, and tomorrow is going to be WrestleMania Backlash, and also it's going to be Mother's Day, and it's also going to be Adam's birthday, my my late best friend Adam Ramos' birthday. He would have been about 40, I believe 42, 43 years old uh, tomorrow if, if, you know, if he was still alive today. So, uh, WrestleMania Backlash is going to be interesting to check out live this Sunday as it happens on Pay-Per-View and on Peacock. Uh, Can't wait to check out Double or Nothing as it comes up on Sunday, May 29th on the weekend of Memorial Day. Me and Roman are going to be checking that out and everything. Uh, No doubt there's going to be several other big events that are going to take place in May as far as Richard's Billiards go because we had talked about it earlier. I added my little commercial to it, and now I'm going to, you know, just keep going with it and everything else like that. We know that Richard's Billiards is um, probably, they're probably going to have the boxing or the UFC that's going to take place tonight. So if you got nothing to do on a Saturday night, and if you feel a need to head over to some place and check out something awesome, head over to Richard's Billiards and go check out the UFC fight, check out the boxing, check out everything that takes place over at Richard's Billiards at 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. The legend continues. And also, don't forget, Saturday, May 21st, Emo Night returns, and it returns with Craig Owens. Craig Owens is going to be over there. And as I stated before, 18 and up, or, or I'm sorry, 21 and up, and welcome with proper ID. $15 for the cover. I think it's going to be for one night only, unless it goes back to $10. But $15 for the cover. Show starts at 9 p.m. and ends around 2 a.m. Get there as early as you can and pick up some Emo Night merchandise on your way over there to Rich's Bridge. Get there as early as you can and uh, tell them the main event sent you here on the Main Event Talk Podcast. And hopefully, very, very soon, hopefully, I'm hoping... Emo night will be the night where the main event makes his return. I need to get to Richard's Billiards and get there as early as possible in every way possible. Okay, now that we got that all out of the way, that's going to do it for this edition, this very first edition since WrestleMania weekend. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the main Oh, and before I go ahead and go, and, uh, and, and I forgot to put this out, I want to give a big congratulations. Go out to the best drummer on the planet, John Luna. And to mix, because I believe their baby has arrived. Um, just wanted to go ahead and extend my congratulations out to him. Uh, I believe the baby came out, um, I think it was last week. I could be wrong. I, I will probably get into more details about it when I have the opportunity. But I just want to go ahead and extend my congratulations out to the happy couple, to, uh, to John Luna, to Mix Luna. And uh, congratulations on the birth of their newborn child and everything. Uh, believe, I believe um, the name of the baby is Jet, I believe. I could be wrong. I may need to read into detail about that. 
but I believe the baby's boy's name is Jet. So once again, big congratulations to John Luna. Big congratulations to Mix. I am very happy for you guys. Hope you guys are having yourself. Oh, and a happy Mother's Day to Mix as well, you know, since uh, Mother's Day is coming up. And a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, including mine, you know, who uh, I wish if she were alive today. As a matter of fact, her birthday was just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, if she were alive today, you know, she'd probably be here right now on Mother's Day in every way that I can, every way possible. So once again, happy Mother's Day to everybody. And big congratulations to, you know, once again, John Luna and to Mix on their baby and everything else like that. And once again, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. The Main Event Talk is back and we're kicking ass more than ever before. And no doubt we'll give you some more news going on in the world of professional wrestling from AEW to the WWE to Impact Wrestling, NWA, and much, much more. We'll also talk a little bit more about Rich's Billiards, and hopefully the 1911 Tavern will come back as soon as possible. Emo Night is returning in every way possible. We are in the month of May right now, so that means we're getting closer and closer to the end of spring, and we're getting right closer and closer to summer. Can we just go straight to winter anyway? Can we do that? <laughs> follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. Follow the main event on his wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk 2.0. That's facebook.com slash at real main event talk 2.0. Uh, catch up on all the latest info. You'll find out all the results of what will take place tomorrow night at WrestleMania Backlash. And the main event is looking forward to checking that out as well. And also, if you want a friend, request me on Facebook. Proceed at your own fucking risk. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the return of the main event talk. And also, just one other thing before I go ahead and go, and I just want to get this out of the way now. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Each time you guys listen to this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, the main event does get paid. Not a whole lot. I do get paid while all this is happening on this episode, on these episodes of the Main Event Talk podcast. So not only do you get a chance to listen to this episode, listen to some of the earliest episodes from, you know, from the WrestleMania weekend to the Royal Rumble, from, you know, some podcast from several years ago including the first one that took place back in july 16th of 2019 hopefully you guys get a chance to listen to all those episodes and much much more and of course this episode is sponsored by my good friends at rich's billiards 5815 weber not your average heroes the legend continues also sponsored by an email night and also sponsored by the 1911 tavern in corpus christi texas so guys the rest, the main event talk is back. We are in full effect, and hopefully next week we'll keep everything in order just the way it is. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time. Why? Because I can, and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. WrestleMania Backlash is tomorrow. Get ready for that. And I was going to end with the Motorhead intro. But I'm going to go ahead and go with a new intro that's going to happen. You guys have heard this on my Instagram. You guys have heard this on my Facebook. And you guys have heard this everywhere. And we're going to put this all together. This is the last song of the night right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. It's from Pillar. 
You can't bring me down. Listen to it right here. Listen to it on Spotify. Listen to it on YouTube and everything else like that. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next week with a new episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Don't forget to check out WrestleMania Backlash. It should be one hell of an event. See you tomorrow. See you next week, guys. Drop